Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where we drink, discuss our geeky topics of the week, and you let us know whether you agree our hot takes or don't. Preferably that you do agree, because um, as Adam put it in weeks prior... I think you're wrong. <laughs> Matt always thinks you're wrong. Yeah, well, what can I say? I am very opinionated. Yes. Hence why we're doing a podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Matt. My name is Adam. And we want to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Um, before we get started on this week's episode and our drink of the week, we're going to let you guys know you can follow us, find us, subscribe to us, like us, comment on us on any social media pa- podcast. Oh, shoot. I can't talk today. Any social media... Too, too many drinks. Too many drinks. We only have the one. <laughs> Any uh, social media platform at Geek Drink Pod. You can download, subscribe, listen, stream our podcast on all major podcast platforms. And, you know, guys, leave us a comment. Um, let us know what you think. That way we can know where we need to improve, where we need to maybe change some things up, or maybe give us something we can talk about besides yeah, just suggestions what we great. want to talk about all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that being said, Adam... Let's go ahead and talk about our drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. So, uh, this uh, week we're going to be doing um, from Lone Tree Brewing Company um, here in uh, in uh, Colorado as well. It's the Vanilla Caramel Amber um, with uh, vanilla beans added. Mm. I've had this one before. I do like it. It, it is delightful. I, I and I also think they did a salted caramel version one year, too. Ooh, that could be pretty tasty as well. I, I've always really liked Lone Tree... Um, They've always uh, done solid beers. So. Yeah, well, I have never complained about their beers. Yeah. So it's a 6%. It's got Madagascar vanilla. Mm. All right. Well, All right. cheers. Here's to... Cheers, brother. Here's another another episode. You know, and I'm not much of an amber fan, but I've always liked this one just because I think that vanilla really offsets that amber taste. It does, yeah. Kind of. So it's not as harsh as a lot of ambers can be. Yeah, that is true. Mm, that is good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, now that we've been properly um, lubricated, and I know you're going to look at me like, why did you say that again? Wow. Um, I had to wet my whistle, Adam. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, now that we've had our drink and we've talked about who we are and where you can find us, it is time to bring up our topic of the week. Yes. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right. And our topic this week is another Christmas movie. And you can tell us we're wrong. And I will tell you you're wrong because it definitely is a Christmas movie. We're talking about Die Hard. Yes. My- not not Die Hard 2 or 3 or 4 or, or 7 or 12 um, with a de-aged dead Bruce Willis. Uh, we're talking about the original. Yes. The 1988, right? Yeah, 1998 or 1988. Yes, 1988. Die Hard. Yes, uh, Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman. Um, this is just an all around uh, 
hell of a good movie. Yes, it's uh, I, I, and to be perfectly honest, and and I I will uh, fight you on this one, um, if you disagree. This is my favorite Christmas movie. I thought you were going to say it's your favorite all. Die Hard movie. And I'm like, well, that's not hard to talk. I know, but it is it is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. And I will fight someone if they say it is not a Christmas movie. Because it totally is. Uh, but this is... I try to make a point to watch it at, like every year around this time of year. Um, just because it's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially for an 80s action movie. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, 80s action movies have that tendency to be a little over the top. They can be, yes. Uh, they they definitely uh, have the ability to kind of go a little a little crazy. But, you know, it, uh, there's something special about the 80s and action movies. They, oh, yeah. They always, uh, they always uh, did a great job, whether it be like Predator or... Um, any or any like Arnold movie, <laughs> yeah. I think you know, it, you know, it, Die Hard. I think kind of set off this, this. I wouldn't say genre, but it would set off this this trend of eighties action movies that kind of segued into the early nineties with Lethal Weapon. Um, I would say Speed is kind of in the same category. Yeah. Um, Air Force One. Mm-hmm. I, I think these all these kind of movies fit in that same category, and I think Die Hard really started that trend. Yes, and I mean, uh, and and you can't talk about um, any '80s action movie without mentioning uh, John McTiernan, who yeah. directed not only this, but he also directed Predator, and he uh, he kind of is <laughs> definitely a uh, a staple of uh, of all these. Um, Amazing, amazing action movies. Yeah. So, um, before we really take a deep dive into Die Hard, I wanna, I wanna play devil's advocate here. Um, you know, I've said this Christmas movie. You said this Christmas movie. Is it a Christmas movie that came out in July? When did it actually? In July. It, it, yeah, it, it, the July, July release. It was oh, released. Summer blockbuster. It's interesting. Um, you think it would always be. <laughs> released around Christmas time because it's very Christmas heavy. <laughs> I think it's only because it came out um, with a Christmas Eve day. Or not Christmas Eve day came out. It was set on Christmas Eve. There we yes. go. Um, so, Adam, tell me tell me your initial thoughts of this movie. Okay, so, I mean, I, again, like, I love this film so much. Um, Bruce Willis, uh, Alan Rickman... Pretty much, it's like at the top of their game in terms of uh, showing off um, a fun, compelling, like no holds bar, flying by the edge of your seat action film. It's, oh, yeah. It's an extravaganza. It is a spectacle. It is awesome. Well, you know, this movie is, is like a lot of movies we've covered, it started a lot of careers. Yes. I mean, you got. Bruce Willis, who, while he had been in some movies prior to this, this really cemented his his status as being a leading man, and and having a lot of lead roles. And like he he plays your everyman action hero. Like yeah. I think that that's the thing. It's like back in the day, you had like so many action heroes that were like the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, the uh, Sylvester Stallones, Sylvester Stallones. It's the Jean Claude Van Damme's. It's everyone was these like big 
burly men. Whereas Bruce Willis definitely was more your everyman. Like he, he was, he wasn't a hulking massive person. He just was a normal guy trying to do his thing. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, and then you've got, you know, you've got Alan Rickman who, you know, R.I.P. Alan Rickman, you know, a service Snape. This really cemented him as a as a household name as an actor because you know this was one of his earlier roles. And and Hans Gruber, yes, you say Hans Gruber and you instantly go Alan Rickman. Yep, and it was a perfect villain character. And not only was he an amazing like villain, like he also had like such dynamic range throughout the entire film whereas well, like you you have that with Alan Rickman I think in general look at the look at the roles he's played and you've got him as Hans Gruber and he's got this he's an English gentleman playing a German bad guy who puts on an American accent yeah partway through to try and fool John McClane into thinking that he's one of the hostages yeah you, you go you go from this role you go to um you know I roles obviously like Silver Snape where he's very deadpan and, and serious You've got dogma. Um, I mean, his his range, right there. Fantasy, sci-fi, comedy, action hero, action yes. movie. Yes, guy's got a range, or had a range, I should say. Yes, and I I just uh, like I said, I always try and make a uh, effort to watch this movie at least uh, once a year, especially around this time of year. Not only to um, remember Alan Rickman as the amazing actor that. Um, he was and will always be, um, but uh, also just as a amazing, like fun yeah. film. Like back in the day, like we we had films that were enjoyable and fun to watch, and <laughs> this this was definitely one of those where I I will I have a good time watching it at all times. Yeah, um, I I don't think it's ever a movie you watch and just go, okay, we're watching this again. It's just like, hey, I'm going to put it on Die Hard. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to, you know, it's it's unlike a lot of movies that I rewatch where it's like, it's just background noise. This is one where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you He's about to recover the C4. I need to watch this again. Yes. Uh, getting the detonators. Give me the detonators. And then, like, William Atherton, um, who plays uh, Richard Thornburg, he, he oh, was the, your um, quintessential, like, 80s... TV reporter, like, but also yeah. always an ass hat, like, because even in like Ghostbusters, he was an asshole. But <laughs> it's like he always played an asshole in every film he was in. Poor guy, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he he's a delightful human being. Maybe he always maybe was he's like, typecasted. I don't know, but he just always was playing such a dick in every film he was cast in, whether it be Ghostbusters or this. He was, like, always such an awful human being. But, hey, whatever. I mean, if, if you play the roles you can get and if you can if you can rock that rock that role, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he did a good job with that. Another fun casting um, that we, we, we grew up with afterwards, Reginald Vell Johnson. Yes, um, yes. Playing the, the, uh, the sergeant. Al. Al. Um, but I mean, we all knew him as Mr. Winslow yep. from Family Matters. Yep, as uh, Urkel's neighbor. Yep, and well, 
Urkel was his neighbor. Yeah, that's it, true. But it was but his Urkel, house. It was his house, and they were the stars until they realized Urkel was the star, and it kind of shifted. Yes. But that's another story of another time. Um, you know, playing playing Al, the, the LAPD sergeant, and it. I think it almost set him up for Family Matters because it's that cop role. Yeah. That is true. I mean, he, because even in like Family Matters, he played a cop. Yeah. So he was the sergeant. He was uh, just. You know, you're excellent at a role. and <laughs> Kind of like we talked about with um, David Lennox. Yes. Back and when we talked about uh, the thing. Yes. So it's like you just kind of, you get into it and you're doing your, yeah. doing your thing. <laughs> so, excuse me, folks. Uh, just a fun fact about um, Bruce Willis and this role and, and his catchphrase. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yeah. Do you know where that came from? <laughs> no. They took it from Roy Rogers and his because he goes by Roy. Yeah, because he he makes a joke like they're like, oh, do you think you're John Wayne or something? He's just yeah. like, oh, so he went his fame of Roy it, Rogers. They took it from Roy Rogers because his catchphrase was yippee ki yay kids. Mm-hmm. So, little fun, little fun fact, especially if it ties into the, him being you know they joke that he's this Lone Ranger kind of cowboy figure in this. Yes. Um. um you know, plus you know, like I said, this is this is a quintessential action movie for Christmas. Mm-hmm. To the point where we ha- you see those on on Facebook and Instagram, those pictures of someone made uh, Bruce Willis ornament of him and a dub. <laughs> yes, come out to the coast. We'll have some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I like to I like to judge where we're at in Bruce Willis's career by how much hair he has. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, he had he had hair. He had hair. It was receding, but he had hair. Yeah, you know. Goes back to his um, his great everyman. Yeah, he's just an action. Yeah, hero. he's not this buff, yeah. ripped. You know, Chris Evans is Captain America kind of guy. He's just he's a cop. He's a New York cop. In New York, a, yeah, New York detective. In a, in a hard situation that he wasn't ready for, but. And I mean, hell, like he gets he gets hurt. He like he he gets shot. He oh, yeah. his feet open. It's he's definitely like he's not your normal action hero, but I think that makes him all the more compelling um, as a character because you you feel for him. You you yeah you oh, yeah identify with him a lot, and so yeah, I. I love this movie, and like I, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, like uh, the Nakatomi Plaza building, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, in Century City, California, and I used, actually used to work across the street oh. from there uh, when I lived in LA for a bit, um, and it's a beautiful building, but yeah, <laughs> it's just fun to see when I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I walked past it constantly. Um, and would like look out from from where I worked, and I could see the Nakatomi building. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's called like the Fox something like building. I, I it's not I, it's, it's not actually the Nakatomi Plaza, but uh, it's a fictional company. Yeah, but it was. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a beautiful building, and yeah, it was always fun to look out the window. Yeah, of where I was working, and I could actually. See the Nakatomi building. Just visualizing the, the exterior scenes in your in your head. Oh yeah. This is 
This is where Al was about to leave and they dropped a dead terrorist on his car. <laughs> Turned my car into Swiss cheese. <laughs> I could quote so much of this film. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, but I want to get your thoughts on um, on the film because you know, I know I could talk about it for days. But... I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's... Obviously, it started the franchise, which kind of went downhill after 2. 2 was still good. I, I actually like 2 and 3. Not a huge fan of 3. I mean, 2 was great. You got Samuel L. Jackson. Um, you know, obviously, Bruce Willis is back. I got Jeremy Irons, yeah. who huge played fans. Hans Gruber's brother. Yep. Um, but uh, I definitely think kind of changing the setting a bit was a little bizarre. Um, but, but, I mean, I think it... A little bit needed. Yeah. And, I mean, it sucked that uh, they got rid of his wife and um, for the third one. And then all the rest of the other ones. Die Hard Another Day, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Die Hard with an Erection. I don't know. <laughs> die die Harder. <laughs> that died the hardest. <laughs> died the hardest. But It's like um, a really bad game of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, it really is. But, um, but no, it's like, I mean... I think if you if you gotta watch some, just stick with the trilogy. Yeah, don't get into the one where was it Justin Long is in it, and and then they're trying to save his daughter, and it's just like, oh yeah, that one was awful. It was uh, I just remember that awful tunnel scene with the helicopter, or it was a F thirty five, yeah, Raptor, that's um, right, under a bridge. Yeah, it was. It I just was vaguely remember stupid. that. Just going, what the hell? Has this franchise turned into? Oh, and then you have Kevin Smith like arguing with him about Boba Fett, and you're kind yeah. of like, wait, well, where did we go from here? But um, yeah. but yeah, I'd say just definitely uh, just stick with the one, two, oh, yeah. and three. Yeah, um, they those are even though some people like you know aren't a big fan of the third one, but I'd say it's much better than the fourth. Oh, oh god! Of course. I mean, it's still every. It's like a lot of sequels. The further down than you get with numbers, the worse they get. True. Three was worse than two, but it's still better than four and five. I, yeah. You know, um, you know. I think the series, like I said, it it was groundbreaking in terms of not like it did anything out of the box in terms of visual effects or story or mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it really started the genre of these. Late '80s, early '90s action movies, where it's just like this is the action movie of the summer. You, yeah, I think you had this trend going on up until the mid to late '90s, mm-hmm. um, and I would almost argue that it kind of started starting to fade away with Bruce Willis' movie Armageddon. Yeah, I when he started to kind of got rid of these big box box office action movies. Well, I think the, for a little bit, the like it became it had to be this blockbuster. Yeah. Movie. Um, it had to be something huge uh, at all times, and I think this was nice because it was it was a very action packed film, but it still felt like a pretty kind of small, oh yeah, um, like story. It, it, I think it's because I think, like I said, it's the start of this whole this this trend yeah. in Hollywood at the time. Um, you know, you've got you know, like you said, you've got his wife, you've got, um, and she's kind of a. a What's the word I'm looking for? She's more of a central figure to this plot because the whole reason he's in L.A. is to 
is to try to reconcile his ex wife. Yeah, and, he's trying to rekindle. Yeah. Um, but then, he, yeah, he finds out that it's like, oh yeah, she she moved to L.A. to get this better job. Yeah. And, and he's kind of like, well, I'm not. I feel bad because I haven't been very supportive. But of course, he's the macho guy, so he's never going to say that. No, this is that internal thought. But then yeah. she like changed her name to um, her main name mm-hmm. and like ignored it. Yeah, <laughs> or she just said that her name's Holly Gennaro. Oh, that's true. Ms. Holly Gennaro, not yeah. Mrs. Holly Gennaro, and um. And they they kind of throw it away as like oh it's a Japanese company and yeah kind of having it be this like a married woman um, separated from her husband is not quite right and blah 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 yada 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 but um, I love the fact that it's like yeah they that kind of worked with the plot almost because it made it so um, when. Hans Gruber is like trying to figure out more about who John. Yeah, is. who this guy is trying to trying to. It's like if she said, "Oh yeah, my name's Holly McLean," then yeah, would have figured out everything pretty quickly. But it's like, yeah, it's like the fact that there was always this extra layer of of kind of insulation between Alan Rickman and John McLean. It kind of worked. Yeah, and it's in. In uh, in the movie's favor, and um, and it's like I always love the fact that it's like yeah, it's like um, for the most part, it's like Hans Gruber was always just a voice on the other end of the line. Same thing with John McClane; mm-hmm. it's always a voice on the end of the radio. And then they bump into each other on the roof, yeah, on the roof. But it was kind of like oh, I love the fact that there was kind of like. They didn't know a lot about what was going on. Yeah, and I mean, you get that plot point when, when, like you said, Alan Rickman as Gruber plays, you know, this kind of bad American accent. It's not. It's it's good, but it's not he, great. He does a great job, but it it. Uh, um, but he plays it off like, oh, I'm one of the hostages. He's like, well, come with me, and he gives him a gun that's purposely unloaded. Yes. Because yes. um, yeah, John McClane. He ain't no fool. Of course, Mama ain't raised no fool. <laughs> he ain't buying that shit. Um, <laughs> Well, I think that that's a good stopping point for us to segue into our hot takes for this episode. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? to give you the floor yeah i think my biggest hot take and you might disagree with me on this one you probably will it's not a christmas movie i'm kidding i'm kidding um (laughs) my hot take on this one takes place during christmas it is a christmas movie (laughs) my big hot take is i was not a big fan of way that gruber died okay i think for as high high octane action movie this was for him to hold on to her wristwatch and him just to go clasp and he falls off it was well they kind of set it up earlier did, in but the it's, film like where it's like oh yeah holly got this rolex as, yeah, like, uh, as a gift from her as company a gift yeah. from the company and um 
all that and they so did but at the same time and, and it paid off in that sense but for me it was like you had this all this high uh high octane action movie and that's the way to kill him like i mean it would have been personally i think for me it would have been fun to have a like a shootout at the end between him and they both they both shoot at the same time kind of situation where Gruber mixes and hits McCain or McLean. Um, I don't know. I just for me it felt like a very almost like a cheap send off. Like oh hey here's a way we can end it off and we can kill him. Granted it's a very iconic scene, especially that that camera pan down as he falls down. Obviously, which you know like doing, there's a the story screen. behind that, right? No, I did not know. Okay, that. so um, I guess uh, the story is uh, they were they had uh, Alan Rickman was on like a little. Um, harness thing. Yeah, fly by wire. And he was going to be dropped and uh, they they did a countdown. They were like, we're going to drop you in three, two, and they dropped him on two. <laughs> oh, so, I do. I do. I've had her. So this. his, like, very genuine his reaction. reaction was very, um, very uh, genuine. Um, and try that in today's world. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and granted, it's like he, he like, he was on a set. He, yeah. he only dropped a like about like 10, 15 feet or something yeah. like that, but he was on a harness. So he was completely safe, but they, but John McTiernan wanted that genuine reaction of yeah. him falling and being kind of surprised. And so that, that's the whole um, story. Okay. Um, but I will, um, I will kind of, I, I disagree with you completely Knew it. on this because it. Um, I think the whole, and I guess this, this could, be my hot take. I I love this sort of the survivalist um mentality. Like he was never he's not a guy firing a million rounds at True. bad guys. He runs out of bullets. He only has two rounds left for his beretta and he tapes it behind his neck and he uses the last two rounds he has one to shoot Hans. Mm-hmm. The other to shoot the other guy who... Yeah, one of his accomplices. And then, yeah, Hans is holding on to Holly and yeah. that whole thing. But I love the fact that it, he's not this, like, Rambo character. He is just a guy. And I think having it be his last two rounds... Um, is something you know you don't really see in action movies. Mm-hmm. You always have guys with unlimited magazines of oh yeah <laughs> of ammo. You count the shots out of their yeah. pistol, and it's like, well, that pistol had thirty infinite ammo. Yeah, exactly, infinite ammo, the headband. But um, but no, I liked the fact that it, he it was kind of he's more of a survivalist. He he gets hurt. He gets he runs out of ammo. He loses his guns he loses stuff he it's it i think made more sense i mean the only thing i guess i didn't really like is the um carl at the very end um after he was hung by his neck by a chain but apparently he survived i mean it gave uh it gave um al kind of a uh an arc if you will where he learns to pull his gun again and saves John. But, um, but I, that, that was my only thing. I was just like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for 
Carl to come back with his uh, Steyer Og, <laughs> which was like one of the first movies where you actually see that that kind of gun. Um, yeah, that's true. You, you never, you, like, I think they just were wanting something a little different. Austrian yeah. and different for that, but that that's my only ripe with it was okay. I was like, oh, I, I didn't need him to come back at all. Fair enough. But I, I was completely fine with uh, John kind of Falling on hard times, like getting his feet cut, yeah, pulling out of ammo, getting losing, cut by glass, and yeah, losing losing his guns, losing like it was uh, impressive to me. And then um, apparently, also Bruce Willis got like permanent hearing loss from that one, yeah, yeah, because uh, the the scene where he's under the table and he is shooting up at the at the guy, like of course in the eighties they don't give a crap about like no. safety stuff like that but um but yeah apparently he lost uh he permanently lost some hearing due to that but i mean hey what the hell <laughs> it made, made for a cool scene but uh yeah i guess that that that's kind of my hot take is i disagree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> matt gomez i i disagree right adam so your hot take is that i'm wrong what's a real hot take from you well, I guess like let's let's discuss um, because it is it is kind of a uh, a sensitive subject with most people. Um, what qualifies as a Christmas movie or a holiday movie to you? Um, to me, it's got to be either it it has to be a set around Christmas time and deal with the, and mention the fact it's Christmas time. Okay, so this is a Christmas movie. I agree. There we go. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It's the same as saying, okay, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I think it is more like, in my opinion, I think it is more of a Christmas film yeah. because it takes place a little bit more during Christmas. Well, not even so much that it takes place during Christmas. The whole plot of the movie is for them to put on Christmas. Correct. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Is that a TV show about Christmas? No. Yeah, it's about Christmas. Is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians a, a Christmas movie? Of course it is. <laughs> that That's a deep cut for you. <laughs> a little bit. Um, you know, I think you know, a lot of people argue, and it's a very polarizing topic, is this movie, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is it just an action movie? I can say, why can't it be both? Exactly. I, I, I completely agree at that point. I, I think uh, not only is it a great action film, but it 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 is centered around Christmas. It is a very Christmas movie. Oh yeah, I mean they're at a holiday party. <laughs> they're at a holiday party. Everything it revolves around Christmas. Um, so I I I definitely uh, see this as more of a Christmas movie as uh, opposed to like my I I've had a lot of friends in the back in the day that. Uh, would argue that it is not a Christmas movie because it is an action film, and I'm like, it, it's both. Yeah, it, it does a good job at being both. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, so another hot take for you, Adam. Maybe it's just because it's a product of the '80s and it wouldn't happen today. But if someone called in and said, "Hey, there's terrorists taking over this building," would that would the would the cops be like, mm-hmm. "Shit, get the pizza"? Yeah. <laughs> And the cops be like, yeah, sure, uh-huh. We're going to send one sergeant out to just check out this entire giant building. 
Uh-huh, sure. It's a different time, I, I think, yeah, I especially, agree. like, I mean, unfortunately, the time and age that you and I have kind of grown up in, yeah. where it's like, yeah, they have to take that stuff very seriously, and back in the day, that nothing like that ever happened. Mm-mm. Or, if it did, it was never... Here. ...as extreme. True. True. But I mean that's I mean that's a very trivial hot take compared. And I think the only reason for me and you, like you said, we grew up at a different time, it resonates a little bit because, you know, for me I watched this as a teenager again for the anyway, I'm sure I saw it as a younger kid, but mm-hmm. it didn't resonate with me as it does as a teenager. Like, wow, would they really be like, oh terrorists taking over a building? Ha ha, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But that's the product product of our age, product of a different time. Exactly. So all right, Adam, do you have any more hot takes for me today? I don't believe so. I mean, I, I think, like, I mean, I could talk about this movie for, for days and days and days. Um, I mean, I love it. It's, like I said, I try and watch it at least once a year, if not more, because it's just a fun, cool action movie. Okay. And, I, and again, like I, I will say, like, I feel like it's solidified the... The everyman action hero, as opposed to the Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, it's it made. Hey, Bruce Willis is just a normal guy. Yep, in an extraordinary situation. So let me let me do a, another hot take for you. Just yeah, go for it. Put you on the spot on this one, Adam. Okay, and maybe not so much a hot take. Just I want to get your opinion on on the spot on this. If Riri made Die Hard today, don't. <laughs> who are you casting as McLean? Who are you casting as Gruber? And who are you casting as as Holly the wife? Well, we're definitely not casting Chris Pratt, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because it's like you almost you you want to find someone who's who again is that every man yeah. and um, I mean. I think you could cast Holly as anyone. You could have it be like Zoe Saldana. You could have it be Karen Gillian. You could have it be um, anyone you want because that it the role is not. It's more in service to the plot, if that makes okay. sense. But it's hard to find um, someone that can have that charisma that. Um, Alan Rickman had as Lawrence mm-hmm. Gruber, um, because that that I think is another thing is like he he's one of the better villains because he was very charismatic. He was very interesting, and every every second that he was on screen, you, your eyes were glued okay. to him. Um, but then yeah, Bruce Willis just being like that every man. So I it's just that's that's a hard question. I I don't know who do you think. I can tell you who play Hans Gruber. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. Actually, that would work. Yeah. 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 I, could, I could see that. Um, okay. I could, I could definitely see that. I mean, it's almost like you want someone almost like a, not saying get him, but like a Paul Rudd type person to almost play the Yeah, but playing. you have to be, make sure they're not using any comedic elements. There's, there's no comedic elements in this movie. That, I, I disagree. There's there's a bunch of funny there, I moments. I mean, there is, but I'm saying you can't play him up like you would with Paul Brown. No, yeah, you, you'd have to, you just have to have it be like your kind of everyman. Mm-hmm. Is, is, the, is the only qualifier for me is like just make sure you have 
whoever's playing John McClane is your everyman. Uh, I got an everyman right now for you. Okay. Carl Urban. I could see that, but also Carl Urban's kind of a badass. <laughs> he, well, uh, the boys. I, I mean, but yes. I mean, if, but think of him as just dread and Star Trek. Yeah, but he's not this built buff guy. guy. He Correct. is. Yeah, he's. Um, I can see you can see Chris Pine. Chris Pine could be good. I I know. I like. I haven't watched. Uh, um, doesn't he have a, like Chris Pine have a newer show out? Yeah, um, I'll look that up while we're talking here. Yeah, um, I know. Like I, I watched him in the uh, whatever the uh, the Jack Ryan film, which I thought he was kind of a little miscast. But, yeah, I think so but too. Almost like, but in the same sense, it's like Jack Ryan is uh, like, oh, John Krasinski would be probably pretty good uh, as a John McClane. Maybe like in like your everyman, he's also in another Jack Ryan because I think that's one of the things that works really well for the Jack Ryan character is he he's also an everyman, um, the contractor. That's what you're thinking. The contractor is what I was thinking. Yes, um, but um, but yeah, no, I uh, I think just trying to find someone who could. Well, it's seen the reason I say Chris Pine is because I already have a Holly picked up. Okay, Alexandria Daddario. Okay. Look at work. Her and Chris Pine. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of who works chemistry wise in terms mm-hmm. of looks. Yeah. So there's my ideal casting. You've got Chris Pine as John McClane. You've got Benedict Cumberbatch as Hans Gruber. And you've got Alexandria Daddario as Holly. Okay. See it. Yeah. I can see it. Just, yeah, like I said, the only thing I'm like, you need for the Hans Gruber character, you need someone with like, um, Ton of charisma oh, yeah. and and can totally milk the scene for whatever it's worth. But then, yeah, it's just for John McClane. You just need an everyman. Yep. So that's all. That's all you need. Um, Are you sure you don't want to put Chris Pratt in there? Nah, The I Rock. Mean, see, that, that's the <laughs> yeah. It's like that's, the yeah. Rock is the Rock's like too much of an action superstar, um, and it's like, oh, that's not who John McClane ever was. He's just a normal guy. There you go. All right. Well, Adam, I think that wraps up our, our hot takes today on on Die Hard. Mm-hmm. So give me some wrapping up conclusions on this movie. Um, please check it out if you haven't checked it out already. I mean, it's been out since 1988, but... Um, it's almost as old as you. Just about. Um, but it is, um, it is an absolute masterpiece in... Not only like action, but great storytelling. Um, movie just is always going somewhere, and you're there's never a dull moment. Yeah, with it. So definitely, uh, if you're if you're into action movies like I am, check it out. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, well worth it if you haven't seen it already. All right, you should have you seen know, it. You know, and I—I I mean, I agree with you. I think it's a—it's a great action movie. It sets off a, a a fun trend in Hollywood that it, it it's ran its course, but I, I it was very enjoyable at the time mm-hmm. in in terms of the summer action blockbuster kind of movie. And we still have them, but it's more of a superhero obviously theme now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, it, it like I said, it skyrockets a lot of careers. You know, it it cements Bruce Willis as this leading man in in Hollywood for these kind of action movies. 
Yes. Um, obviously, with five other Die Hard movies and mm-hmm. and Armageddon and Fifth Element and all these other Six Sense. Six Sense. I wouldn't call that so much an action movie, but <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, Simmons is that leading man in Hollywood role, and Alan Rickman. I mean, it makes him a celebrity, it makes him a household name. Yeah. Um, I, I at the time I, I couldn't name someone in the eighties who probably could have pulled that role off. No, I couldn't think of anyone that could probably like just off the top of my head. No. I couldn't think of it. So that, that, I think that proves your point. There you go. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion today on Die Hard. Um, but before we leave, it's time for our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? All righty. Well, um, just wanted to kind of, I know um, I talked a little bit about the uh, Game Awards. Um, but uh, a game that's kind of coming out that looks really, really cool it's a game called Atomic Heart. Um, yeah, you I'm, talked about this briefly before we started yeah, today. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Sort of a Bioshock-esque mm-hmm. type thing. And I know um, Ken Levine has another game coming out um, as well. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But uh, this Atomic Heart game uh, is coming out next year. Um, looks really cool. Um, kind of super spooky and... Um, kind of crazy uh stuff so i'm i'm super excited to see what uh is uh coming out from that and then um yeah the uh, other game that ken levine's working on uh so ken levine if you guys don't know um is a guy who pretty much created uh bioshock um, yeah but um i believe the new game is called judas there you go yep um looks really cool so um so yeah, it's a lot of lot of new um, new and cool stuff coming out from the Game Awards, and so um, yeah, those are kind of my two wrecks. I'm very excited to see what what comes of those. All right, um, so my geek wreck of the week, um, not quite coming from the Game Awards this week for me. Um, we talked about it briefly before we recorded. Just been a trailer. I cannot wait for the movie to come out. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> looks hilarious. I, this is going to be one of those movies where it's like a higher budget Sharknado. Yes. And it's based on a true story. Which scares the living bejesus out of me. Because, I know, right? I mean, A, people, this is this is my PSA today. Don't feed bears cocaine. Yes. It is, is a so. bad idea. <laughs> Bears and cocaine do not mix. No. Unless you're trying to make a movie, then it looks awesome. Yeah, and that's the only time. And even then, it's CGI cocaine. Yes. <laughs> but, I I mean, the trailer is just... I I only watched it because it was it was playing as an ad as I was YouTubing something else. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I Googled it, watched the full trailer, and went, I have to see this when it comes out. Yes. Oh, my God. I need it. This is a one of those movies where I'm going to go... Sit the Alamo with my with my bowl of churro popcorn and a vodka milkshake and just go. All right. Yeah. So we we really love the uh, Alamo Draft House here over um, at the Geeks Who Drink um, podcast. Um, but uh, I wonder, like, because sometimes the Alamo Draft House they do um, like interesting menu item yeah. items and stuff like that. I wonder if they could do a funny like. Not real cocaine, but like powdered powder sugar, everything. Yeah, powdered sugar, popcorn. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! If they show this at the Alamo, 
I'm definitely going to make sure I take some powdered sugar and like a little baggie with me so I can come out with it on my mustache. Just, just <laughs> looking like I did cocaine at the movie theater. <laughs> oh my god, this movie is amazing. We need to go buy a bear right now. Bring like a little teddy bear with you. But then we have to have Justin <laughs> redo the logo and has to put a bear somewhere in there. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> um, but that's my geek rag of the week. Um, but before we go, I want to say, Adam, I just noticed this for the first time while we were talking. I pulled up the Die Hard page. Mm-hmm. Do you see what it says at the top of the poster? 40 stories of your adventure. Holy an 80s tagline. Yes, yes. Yes, that is. that. I mean... That's a that's a thing you don't see so much anymore is uh, the taglines. <laughs> no, now you just get a poster which just looks cool. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention before we before we join uh, before we adjourned this podcast. Yes. Um. So folks, that wraps up our episode of Have a Drinks with Some Geeks podcast. Make sure you follow us, like us, subscribe to us, comment on us, um, TikTok. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do within reason. And appropriateness on any of our social media uh, platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Make sure you like, subscribe, listen to us, download to us, stream us on all podcast platforms. Link will be in the description below on all the posts this week um, to follow us on those those, uh, podcast platforms at Have a Drink with Some Geeks. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode this week. Ironically, Adam, this episode, if I am looking at the calendar correctly, it's going to come out. Um, a couple days before Christmas. So it's going to come out on the 20th. And uh, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Because um, um, our next episode will be after Christmas. So Yes. I uh, want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Happy and holidays. Happy holidays. And we will come back at you next week with, a, um, I think, a, a little bit different episode for us. So I don't want to yes. spoil it too much. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you folks have a great week. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Adam, that's not your tagline. I like it though. Okay. All right. You can have it this week. You can have it this week. Okay. Take it easy, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. <laughs>